poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of Tactical Tuesday. I am joined by my co-host, John. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you, Brad? Doing quite well. Doing quite well. I'm very pumped that you found two hands to break down after many hours of searching. Yeah. Uh, these are two hands that somewhat unrelated. Don't think there's a theme that unifies either of them other than maybe I wasn't sure what the right action was, but that's a theme in every tactical Tuesday. So. <laughs> the underlying <laughs> theme is that John needs help generally or has questions about uh, all the different spots. What are these two spots in today's show going to be about? Um, so we'll just we'll do the first one. Um, this is going to be a multi-way spot where I'm bluffing and wasn't sure what to do on the turn. Um, I guess we can just run this hand and yeah, we'll just dive. The action. dive right into the action. Um, so starts out, you have the nine seven of hearts under the gun opens to twenty five. Button flats, 25. Button looks to be short, mm -hmm. yeah. not, a, not a full buy-in. So Button's a confirmed fish. Under the gun is a confirmed reg or MP, right. I guess. Yeah, and you're in the big blind with 9-7 of hearts. You have both players covered. Um, the under the gun or middle position player, they have like 115 bigs or something like that to start mm -hmm. out, and you've just got everybody covered. Um, you complete... And you flop a pretty good hand. Uh, straight flush draw, tray five six with the five six of hearts, double gut shot, and a flush draw. Yep. Um, so, so we'll start here. I think I should have donked, or at least considered donk. I didn't. I just, I remember like in game, like just snap clicking, clicking check, which I think I do too often. It's almost like muscle memory. Like, oh, I defended the big line. I just checked the flop. Um, yeah. This is like a spot where I think as soon as I checked, I was like, ah, oh, shoot, I should have maybe at least consider donk probably yeah. just done it honestly yeah i think so i think that like there's not many bad things that can happen when you lead with this hand mm -hmm. um you have tons of equity uh, i guess the only the biggest downside would be that the mp player raises and pushes the fish out but i think it's quite rare that on this board the mp player would raise they, yeah they i would be shocked yeah you yeah. may not even have a racing range at all honestly right right um but anyway, I guess checking, like, it's really hard to play a hand this strong poorly. Yeah, <laughs> no, ma yeah, no matter yeah. what action you take. You just you have know? so much equity that, yeah. yeah. Um, so you check, the MP player checks, which is pretty expected, and the button bets uh, big, mm -hmm. about 75%. Um, so they bet 57.75 into 80. So... So my plan here is just to like check raise, jam the turn, basically turn this very, very high equity hand into into a nice bluff that, you know, almost I'm sort of just like indifferent whether whether I get called or jammed on or whatever, like putting all the money in is, is Real probably question. gonna be fine. Yeah. Are 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 you indifferent? 
Do you have a preference here? Because I, I have a feeling I know what your preference would be. To, to get called and, and have the sweat? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, I think you're, even though it's more beneficial <clears throat> for the in-position player to fold, my preference is always... Oh, accurate. man. Just telling yeah. the whole world about my gambling problem. <laughs> I don't know. I, we, we have this in common. It's like, oh, yeah. we got the combo draw. Like, yeah. yes, let's get it in. Let's see what Maybe happens. Maybe I shouldn't check raise. Maybe I should just call. <laughs> <laughs> like, make sure we have some fun. You know? Yeah, I think, I think this is like a stepping stone into Wolves. Like, are you happy when you check raise here and villain just folds? Like, are you a little relieved? Or are you sad that you, you didn't get... Get a chance yeah. to, to see what happened. Oh, um, I with knew all I should have check raised so big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if it's the former, well, maybe you're a fit for wolves. But if it's the latter, then all right, you're 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 probably there's a lots fit. of other CFPs. <laughs> yeah, there's other CFPs. <laughs> there's other CFPs for people that are happy when you don't get action with your combo draw. Um all right, so you went big, as you said. Mm -hmm. uh, they bet big, you check raised quite big. Um, to 250, setting up like, yeah, turn jam basically. Yep. And the MP player who all expectations are on folding here. Yep. Cold calls, which is pretty terrifying. Yep. Oh, man. I was very, very sad to see this. Yeah. I believe you. Um, any thoughts as to like <clears throat> what they could have? <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know about you, but I think this is just like always plus draws. It could be like top two, maybe. Okay, yeah, maybe top two, maybe a set like just does this sometimes. But you know, I would expect like a set, maybe even top two to bet the flop. You know, sometimes yeah. um, that might be like the bottom of their, you know, maybe the only value hands that they bet because they don't have straight. So like maybe they do, you know, bet the flop sometimes with sets. Um, I think sets sometimes just like rip facing the check raise here. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I also think that like it's like a very specific kind of flush draw, right? It's like nut flush draw in general, I would think. Yeah. Probably some kind of combo in there. Because like I think actually Queen Jack of Hearts probably just folds. Um, and maybe even King Queen and King Jack of Hearts just folds as well because yeah. like either player could have the nut flush draw and their equity could be reduced heavily. Right. right. Like so it, it's pretty much like nut flush draw with a combo. Yeah. And, ace four of hearts, ace deuce of hearts, maybe ace three of hearts, ace Yeah, I have the seven of hearts, so can't yeah. have ace seven of hearts. Yeah. I, I mean, those hands too, I like I mean, maybe they have those in full, but I would expect like, you know, ace four of hearts to just be like, whatever, like, or ace deuce of hearts to just rip the flop too, personally. Really? Yeah. You don't think there's like a big difference between ace deuce and ace four? Uh, I mean, ace four has more equity, yeah. like ace four has uh, an open ender, but I yeah. mean, I think you like, you can get called by worse. Seven, eight of hearts, seven, nine of hearts, eight, mm -hmm. nine of hearts. Yeah, yeah. When you have those hands, like yep. your equity gets shut out on the turn, like SPR is going to be around one. Yep. Like I would just rip all those hands pretty much, I think. Gotcha. But like Ace Jack of Hearts, you would flat. <sighs> Ace Jack of Hearts, I would hate everything. I don't know what I would do with Ace Jack of Hearts. Maybe fold. I'm not sure. I like having a gut shot. Yeah. 
Yeah, having the three extra outs or sometimes eight is pretty important. A big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not but sure what. Basically, I like uh, you, you, you seem to agree with me that this is like, this is not over pairs. This is doubt maybe it. it's like sets and like it's just going to be a lot of nut flush draws. Yeah, I doubt. I would really doubt that like aces is check calling. Yeah. So, the button does come along. It's funny how like two minutes ago we were like, yeah, man, we love having a sweat. Like, just don't fold. And now we're like, oh my god, I didn't want to sweat. <laughs> I didn't want this kind of sweat. Yeah, like come on, eight ball. No heart, the, no heart, no corner, heart, no heart. Corner park pocket. Uh, no eight ball on the turn. That would make today's show way too easy. The turn is a deuce, so it puts up a four liner. As we mentioned, SPR is around one. Um, deuce tray five six five six of hearts. Deuce tray of diamonds. There's eight thirty in the pot. The button has six seventy one, and the MP player has eight seventy. So on the four liner, thoughts? I mean, okay. So my first thought was like, okay, thank God it wasn't a heart. Like, no, I, would, I really wouldn't know what I would. Man, maybe I just check fold on like a heart, like a heart turn. That's not the eight of hearts. Um, but yeah, I mean, at one, I was like really glad it wasn't a heart, and then two, I was like just, I, I think I kind of disregarded the, I disregarded the fish on the button a little bit too much. But I was just like, how do I get this guy to fold a better flush draw and? I guess I just jam and hope he doesn't have ace four of hearts. Mm. But yeah, I mean, having a betting range on this turn also seems kind of <laughs> strange, right? Like I should maybe I like, you know, just most of the time, if I, someone showed me this hand, I'd be like, yeah, you should just check range on the turn. And I would think, I mean, honestly, you should have at least four combos of seven, four. And maybe four combos of deuce four, two or three yeah. in the big blind. With a fish yep. flatting on the button, like your seven four suited would call, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, or like maybe I have four X of hearts, you know. Yeah, you can have four X of hearts as well. Um, the problem is like one of these villains could just have an ace four of hearts, and then <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, or they could both have fours or something. I don't know, right? Like, like who knows? Uh, I would say the biggest wild card is the button because who knows? They sized yeah. up on the flop multiway, which generally means that they have some kind of equity and then they mm -hmm. call the big check raise. So like it's not out of the realm of possibility that they have like four or five or yeah. ace four. Or maybe uh, every four X in the deck. That maybe just, every single the flat on the button. Yeah. Pocket fours. Who knows how, yeah. how many four X they have. Like Jack four of spades or something. Yeah. So what, what, what was your plan here on the turn with your nine, seven? Again, like I said, I was like mostly concerned with the reg. Um, just trying to get, like ace jack of hearts the fold or something like that so i just ripped it and was like well i have this hand does like pretty good equity versus a four as long as it's not ace four of hearts so just let's hope put all the money in and hope for the best i i don't know man i, I really just don't know what this uh, wait wait put all the money in and hope for the best well that was my catchphrase that that you yeah, frowned I'm down upon and now, now look at you hey, dude i've stolen i frowned on put all the money in and hope for the best you made fun of me for energy read and now we just both use <laughs> yeah, both of those phrases all the time i actually think energy read is a real thing but it's very hard to quantify um but anyway really? i should remember getting mocked mercilessly yeah i mean it's it's, it's fun to mock it's fun <laughs> it's fun to mercilessly mock people but i think there's also something to it and that there's data points that are uh tangible but a little bit more ethereal in nature to to track that can 
you know, we, we can prioritize to lean us one way or the other in decision-making. I just, right. I, I have to believe that. Um, plus I enjoy believing it because like, I, I'm a big fan of like magic being in the world and like that there's some form of like magic there. Right. Like, I mean, when you break down everything in poker and you can quantify every little bit, like just, you know, the, the Phil Helmuth's white magic is, is appealing to me. Let's yeah. keep a little mystery in, yeah. in poker. Okay. Um, so the reg folds merc- mercifully, right? Like this mm. is the player you're most concerned about. And yeah. actually you have equity to really draw um, versus the, the button anyway. Yeah. I mean, oh, we, oh, we should just talk, consider like just have the discussion of like, what do we do if we check the turn? Should we be checking the turn? I don't know. This is a hand that's going to come up like three times in our lifetimes. So like, um, I mean, if <laughs> I think the problem is like, I guess like ace deuce and ace tray of hearts, like will fold the turn when you jam ace four of hearts. You're just done. So yeah, just, yeah, you're just totally just click the reload button and <laughs> pay attention to the, all the other decisions. Cause <laughs> I think like check, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, John. It's this is like such a tricky situation. I mean, uh, I think like trying to fold out the bigger flush draw is like got to be part of the plan. I think I would be too afraid to like check call the button because then I think like ah, uh, then the other player can like overcall. Um, I don't know. Maybe and like, do they ever bet without a four? So like, what, what am they, I? Like? They don't. And then what do we do on the river? Like if river's a heart or pairs the board with a heart or whatever, like then we're just yeah. guessing again. Yeah. Um, so whatever, you know, I think I'm going to land on just stick it in and hope for the best. I don't actually know, know what to do here. Um, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I, I did this jam and I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good, but I don't know what would, what would be better than this. So yeah. Like the lesser of two evils. I mean, what does a set do? Top two pair probably folds has the fold it has the fold there's no no yeah. probably about it a set probably has the fold too yeah i don't know i don't know what happened with the set anyways i jam the reg folds and the button snaps <laughs> <laughs> which like okay so they have a four like as long as it's not ace four you're you're in shape you're yeah. in shape well the river paired the board and completes the flush and they have the ace four off with no heart. So going back to the turn though, you're like, yeah. So wait, wait, have the ace three of hearts fold. Yeah. You fold oh, it, it doesn't, up. it doesn't change the Okay. Huh? I thought it would change the equity, but. Nah, who knows what, who knows, man, what this holdo manager two stuff's going. That, that adds up to 99% anyway. Um. Yeah, you you folded out the nut flush draw, and a with pair. a pair. No. Yeah, of course. Like, what what are they going to do? <laughs> I know it what, what, feels what better when he has a pair. So. Yeah, and <laughs> then you got a <laughs> manufactured a situation where you you make a little money versus a straight. Uh, all all of this for like just a little bit of money too. He's <laughs> like that, that's what's really hilarious. Is like well. You know, we have like 33% equity and yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, this was a really crazy hand um, where you folded out the better draw 
Yeah. Feels so good when you fold out the nut plus straw and the heart completes on the river. Like, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we folded out the better draw, got called by a straight, and this is celebratory. But it is celebratory. This is like the best case scenario. Yeah, I know. This is great. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it does feel atrociously bad if you're ace, whatever they were, ace tray of hearts. And the heart completes. Like you just yeah. feel like death. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why didn't <laughs> I just jam the flop? Like, <laughs> if I would have jammed the flop, none of this would have happened. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Well, nice hand. Can't, can't jam with ace three of hearts though. Ace four, I think you can. What do you think about ace three? You think it just doesn't matter? I would just jam. Yeah. I think there's like a real power and simplification and like over-realizing here. And like when you call, <laughs> you are setting, you're just creating a really shit spot for yourself downstream. Yeah. I mean, we saw how easy it was to like narrow their range down to hands like this, basically, as soon as they call the flop. Yeah, so this is like probably shouldn't do things like that. Cold, cold calls pre-flop. Like, yeah. Okay. So we know what you have, <laughs> basically. Uh, no, nice hand. I think the biggest mistake is just like Ace Trey should just rip and be like, okay, I have like mm-hmm. a decent share of this pot. I'm going to always realize I can have the best hand when uh, villains call. So whatever. Mm. All right. Now we'll move on to the second hand. I didn't realize this was going to take all of 17 minutes. Stick around for this no theme episode. God knows we can't recreate another spot like this (laughs) after the break. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight. And they know what you have. Too loose. And you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. Available now. Before bootcamp, I had been playing for maybe 15 years, somewhat seriously, always trying to get better, jumping from learning program to different learning programs and training site to training site. Kind of feeling a little bit lost, not really knowing how to go about getting better. And preflop bootcamp just felt like a great starting point, a way for me to to move from being a losing player to, to possibly a winning player. It felt like the right first step. Once you jumped in boot camp, what was your experience like? Well, first off, I realized that I'd been making a lot of mistakes prior to boot camp, kind of learning what Rangers should look like and what hands should be played in what situations. You know, it was it was exciting because I, I could see what other people had been doing to me, what kind of what I had been missing in my game. And then from there, just the whole camaraderie of everybody that's um, signed up, working together, trying to achieve that goal. You know, that that was fun. That's uh, pushing each other and really helping uh, one another, kind of feeling like you're a part of a team. It was uh, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed the process and I learned a lot. What was your experience like playing cards post boot camp? It's a totally different experience. You know, it put me in a position to be successful as opposed to always being behind the eight ball and, and playing catch up. 
Um, I really feel like it's it's the foundation of, of a solid poker game. And uh, since boot camp, I've been able to, to turn a profit and keep building on what I learned there. You know, being able to go back into the group and uh, re really work together even after boot camp was over, it's it's been awesome. What's your sample size of winning post boot camp? I think I have 70,000 hands played by now. You know, I'm a father and I have a job, so I'm not a, a professional player by any means. That's my sample size. Preflop Bootcamp is the flagship Chasing Poker Greatness training program. If you'd like to dramatically upgrade your preflop game, a new bootcamp launches on the last Saturday of every single month. The price is $199 and your link to join is ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp, all one word, or you can click through in the description box of this episode. All right, welcome back from the break. Looks like we have an ace and a king in this second hand of Tactical Tuesday. So, John, you want to break down the preflop action? Sure. So this hand starts with a fish opening the cutoff. Um, doesn't look like a fish because he starts with 1,700 big blinds or 1,800 big blinds. Or sorry, 180 big blinds. <laughs> that's a lot um, of big blinds. Yeah, that's a lot of big blinds. I was thinking $1,800. <laughs> um, 180 big blinds, but he is definitely a fish. Um, he opens at $30. I have ace-king offset in the small blind. I threw about to 130. The big blind folds and the fish calls the 130. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty good flop. Ace, 10, 5, rainbow. So we flop top pair, top kicker, out of position. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of ways you can go with this hand, I think. Um, I think there are a lot of ways you can go, particularly because you're we're playing against a fish. Um, I think like one of the things that, that we all probably know is that like fish just play too many hands pre-flop generally. They open too many hands, limp too many hands, probably peel three bets too wide, everything all the above. So um, I decided to start out with a flop check um, just to let their overly wide range maybe stab on this flop and you know just go into like bluff mode or something like that yeah i mean i think you could go either way like you could you could check i kind of like check because i think even though like it's a three bot pot sbr is around three which means that with some big bets you can probably get the money in if you mm -hmm. desired downstream mm -hmm. so a lot of flexibility starting out check yep. um, you could also at like a quarter which i think is like totally fine as well yep um either one villain yeah checks. i think it's close between small bet and check yeah uh villain checks back which is probably not what we wanted um turn is a seven and you opt to check again yeah this one i was less this check i was less sure about but just similar logic to the flop like we have kind of a lock on this hand I would expect like Asex to start maybe sometimes stab the flop, but definitely stab the turn once once check two twice. Um I think one of the things that like I noticed fish do a lot in these spots is like, oh, they check twice and then they just started betting like random hands on the turn for what they think is like protection. So like, you know, seeing a fish bet like pocket sixes or pocket eights on the turn here, um, once they get checked through twice, I, I don't think would be shocking. Mm -hmm. I'd expect them to like have similar logic with like 10x and maybe even they're like 7x. Like, oh, you know, this guy just has two over cards when he checks twice. So I, I need to, you know, 
bet these hands for value or protection or you know whatever reason they they have to bet these weird low pairs um yeah. not that tennis or, is, is that or it's like oh they have sixes like oh i know they have kings now i need to start putting money mm. in and check twice or queens yeah 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so i mean i think that in general they tend to bet their top pair on the flop mm. um i don't know that they check back twice with a lot of their top pair i think like if they do have top pair they are betting it on the turn generally yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think they they almost always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little concerned that like they're, you know, king queens, queen jacks, king jacks type hands will, you know, if they were going to bluff, they would start on the flop. And once mm-hmm. they pass up that opportunity to bluff, less likely to bet on the turn. Gotcha. But, I mean, I guess the turn seven of diamonds does give them plenty of opportunity to have like jack nine, eight, nine, six, eight. Sure. Yeah. Uh, any two diamonds type thing. Yep. Um, so you check again and they bet half and you call. Yep. Um, any thoughts of raising the turn? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't think I considered it in game. I was, I don't know. I think my value raise like kind of threshold versus fish is going to be or just like in general is going to be pretty high. Um, this might just be like right, you know, like right on the cusp of it. Um, yeah, I think you could definitely just check raise this for value, get called by like all the diamond draws, all the eight nines. Maybe they just peel like, you know, jack nine and eight six like all the time. And diamonds and, and eight. Yeah, nine. diamonds. Yeah. I, th- I actually like, I think I like check raise a lot here. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really consider it in game actually. I, um, man. My logic in this hand was like all over the place, actually. So like here, like I'm just thinking, oh yeah, yeah, let all those hands just like keep bluffing and then bluff catch the river. But then I just, yeah, you guys will see. (laughs) Yeah, we went. It went wild. Uh, Oh, I just like changed my mind. Like oh, actually, they have like a lot of thin value that doesn't bet the river now, and like, but maybe bluff catches like Ace Three or like Jack Ten or. Yeah. (sighs) So you check call the turn. There's five. 36 in there you have 833 and um now your thoughts here on ace king the final board by the way is ace 10 5 7 5 uh, john has ace king there's 536 john's got 833 villain has john covered by country mile i mean i just like completely flip-flopped my logic on the turn i mean like i said on the turn i'm like not check raising because i just want them to barrel all they're like Eight nines, jack nines, diamonds, and eight sixes. And then on the river, I just, I don't know what made me think like, oh yeah, this guy just like has a lot of thin, you know, thinnish value that bets the turn that won't bet the river because fish just don't bet the river for thin value uh, very well or very often. And like, you know, they probably just check back hands that are way too strong. Like if you check back like ace queen on the river, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. No, um, I, I would not. I, I would actually expect them to check back ace queen. Right, right, right. Um, so I was like, just now suddenly just pivoted to like wanting to target that thin value range um, instead of letting like the eight, nine, like, you know, all those bluffs on the turn just continue bluffing considering the, the river, which is five of hearts is a total brick. Yeah. Uh, if I had to like kind of give myself an out and like justify this river donk, I would maybe guess something like, oh, like I, you know, I knew this guy was a fish, so I'm sure I'd seen him 
play some hands and showdown some hands before maybe i noticed that like he just doesn't bluff like maybe he just checked down like a zero showdown hand a handful of times and i just know that like oh like he you know he doesn't even barrel the eight nine on the turn he just like checks that down and then checks the river but and if that if that's the case if he doesn't bet those hands on the turn then like that means his turn betting range is comprised of a lot of like finished value hands that i'm targeting right now um so maybe i thought like the best value line was check paul and then donk the river and try to get called by like jack 10 10 9 yeah backdoor energy read yeah i just but that's like again i mean that sounds like reasonable logic but i i can't even say for sure that that's what i was thinking in, in game or like that's why i did what i did in game yeah i mean the i guess the biggest the the factor that i guess makes some sense would be that like in general the bet size by the in position fish is like probably going to be half pot mm-hmm. after they bet half pot on the turn mm-hmm. and so like really it's the mental arithmetic is like you're betting 833 so you like you overbet donk ripped mm-hmm. um and you, so you win like 3x when they have like a oh, versus yeah. um, the 250 the 250 or, so yeah. like you do win a lot more when they do call with ASEX. And so oh, like, right. do they, do they have like three times as many, um, mm. bluffs. bluffs as they do like ASEX? I, I don't know the answer to that question, but like that yeah. would be the, the mental calculation. I, I, I really thought that I'd get bluff caught by 10 X here, even in this spot. So I think if you start adding in 10 X to the, to the ASEX, like it probably makes it so that there's way more hands that call than, than bluff. I yeah. would assume. I mean, this, this hand is like a, a, perfect example of like what you know we alluded to in the first one about like just intangible data points that you kind of come up with on the fly that leads you to a decision that in isolation looks kind of wacky but yeah in the moment made a lot of sense right and i think that's like again like that's especially like doing that kind of stuff is pretty it's really rare for me like most of the time i hear people like say things like that like you know bring up their logic for doing something weird and i'm like i mean just check the river, dude, and let their bluff blow. <laughs> like, what do you mean you knew he had thin value? There's no way you could know something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah. you just got lucky. Yeah. I think there's a chance I just got lucky. I'm really just hoping my explanation earlier about like him checking down non showdown a handful of times is <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's actually what I just like was basing this decision off of making shit up. I, I think, honestly, though, the I, I think you should have just checked raise a turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like turn check race. Um, Just like min the turn and jam the river. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can even go a little larger than min, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like get value from eight, nine, all their diamonds, draws. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. get like basically on the turn, you get that extra bet from their yeah. busted draws. And then like check this river. I would just rip it and just <laughs> try to get called by ASX. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of best of both worlds there. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, well, good hand. Don't try this at home, ladies and gentlemen. That's a disclaimer. Um, energy reads extraordinaire. And yeah, I think that's all we have for this week's episode of Tactical Tuesday. Um, I guess one final thing, uh, going to be in Cherokee, North Carolina. So anybody's out there, come say what's up. John's not going to be there, but I'll be there. And that'll be even when, better than me when and John are you be both there? being there. The 11th through the 15th. Okay. Oh, nice. So this episode will come out just in time to. Yeah, just in time. Yeah. Won't, won't miss an episode next week. 
just all the train, the trains will arrive on time. I guess next week we'll do another uh, Tactical Tuesday. Brad plays one tournament a year. <laughs> That'll be like two two weeks from now. <laughs> I think it takes that long for the tournament to end. <laughs> uh, I forgot that you'll only be on level four by next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.